Thanks for listening to Last Call Confessions. This podcast is intended for adult audiences, and there may be language or references that some listeners may find disturbing. Guest views are their own and not necessarily reflective of the Last Call Confessions team. Discretion is advised. Welcome to this episode of Last Call Confessions. I'm one of your hosts, Austin Rieger, and today I'm joined by Dave Erner and Lauren Serenko as we sit down with Toronto legend Matt Mogul. Matt has been known for throwing some insane events and being the life of the party. We're looking forward to hearing more about him and some of those stories today. Matt, welcome to Last Call Confessions. We are very excited to have you on here today. Um, I would love if you could just share with us and our listeners a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Well, uh, my name is Matt, alias is Matt Mogul on all my social handles. Um, I'm an entrepreneur from Toronto. I dabble in a little bit of the uh, entertainment world and events, uh, music, fashion, just all around just lifestyle, marketing, different things like that. Been doing, been kind of in that field since I was like a teenager and just kind of grew, you know, understand the industries separately and, you know, realize that I got to like juggle all, all of those, um, those, I don't want to say the word balls, but yeah, juggle all those titles. Awesome. Well, welcome today. We're looking forward to hearing a bit more about, uh, that lifestyle and your stories. Very dope. A lot of stories. It's been a long 10 years, plus 10 plus years in this industry. So Matt, you have yeah. done work with a ton of different brands. However, Remy yeah. Martin and Louis Tre recently took you to Paris and Cognac, France. What was that like? That trip? I've been waiting on that trip for, well, I'm not going to say years, but since I've been around the Remy Martin family, I, I've seen a couple of people go on that trip and I knew I had to like be a part of it uh funny enough i got to go to paris um before that trip with uh, my sister uh, my sister's a, a music producer from toronto um she got an opportunity to go to paris and work with uh red bull on that side and uh they did this whole event and curated the like a show she like dj'd the show she also worked with a bunch of different artists from france so it was cool i got to like see france like in and out just from that experience and then um yeah I kind of just kept going to Paris randomly like another time I went for fashion week another time I went for two times I went for fashion week uh, one of my boys had a runway show in Paris so I got to go for that as well and I think I was actually I'm not sure which trip but I was in Paris when I got a text from uh uh Remy and telling me that you know they'd love to have me come on this experience so I was literally in Paris telling my friends, as soon as I get home, I'm coming back here. And like, yeah, everyone was like, wow. I actually got the email confirmation, the flight while I was in Paris, which is very cool. Nice. So, and what was like happened on that trip? Like, can you give us more details? Um, like, what was- I didn't, I didn't know what to expect going on the trip. Yeah. I just see, all I seen was like pictures from like my past friends that went. So I didn't know who was going. Um, I kind of just, you know, I knew I'm in Paris again. I got to pack dope outfits and I knew we we're going to have a blast because we have a blast here and everywhere else we go. So, and I kind of knew Paris a little bit, so it was kind of cool, but um, we actually went to Cognac first. So I'd never been to Cognac. I didn't even know what was over there besides uh, 
all the Remy houses and, and stuff, all the cognac houses. Um, so going over to cognac was an amazing experience. I got to see, you know, the cognac lifestyle and how everything's made and all the sellers. And, you know, we had like the obviously most premium experience you can have in cognac. So we did a little tour, had some fun. Um, and then I think the second half of the trip was Paris. So everybody was kind of familiar with me in Paris already. So they kind of gave me the green light to say, Matt, you know, like, let us know where we got to go. So I was like ready for that as well. That sounds so much fun. You guys did a lot of partying. Yeah. First part was nice because it was calm. So we got to like, you know, meet each other and get to know everybody. I met Dave, of course. And, you know, it's my, my 007 uh, partner in crime right there. And, you know, you get to meet everybody on, like, a calm vibe. And then you go to Paris and it's, like, you know, Vegas. Like what kind of trouble did you guys get up to in Paris? <laughs> like, I want to know. No trouble. Uh, it was, it was, I'm going to tell you it was the most, on a luxury level, it was, like, the highest of, like, luxury that I've experienced on, like, a trip. The highest of luxury from like restaurants to hotels to the dinners the bars you know like we did a lot so there's just, it was just very luxurious yeah seeing the shopping like yeah we did a lot yeah and you yeah. love fashion yeah love it i'll uh, i'll cut this part out but i can't believe that you didn't get into too much trouble when you're with scarlet lee of all people <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've, I've partied with Scarlett and I know that there's no way to not get into trouble when Scarlett's staring it up. We, we definitely got into a little bit of trouble. I remember there was the hotel that we stayed at was newly built. Um, so they, I guess it's like the hotel for the cognac area, but they never really had like a fancy hotel there. So now they have this like beautiful hotel and we were like the only people there. So there was nothing to do after the tours and dinner once the restaurants closed it was like that was it so we actually turned like the hotel bar into like our own little nightclub there you know we didn't couldn't cause too much trouble in that area it's very country and calm and quiet but as soon as we got to paris i already know (laughs) now i was with you matt um absolutely over the top trip uh thanks to our good friends at remy martin and uh, louis trey um, why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit more about our nights out in Paris? Uh, I know you took the reins and I followed your lead and yeah. we, we had a pretty good time. I remember drinking uh, lots of tequila, sharing some of that with DJ Lucky and uh, some extremely late nights with you. Uh, you yeah. and I tore it up like uh, like there was no tomorrow and uh, and really took over Paris. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, we had like, I had a great time just seeing like um, going, we did like hotel tours. So we would like go to like, you know, top hotels in Paris and go hit the bars and just, you know, fancy cocktails at each one. Like we would just go here and then the next hotel. And then it was like, oh, we got to go to the Hotel Peninsula go there so by the time the evening came there was only time to like literally get dressed that we always we had a dinner both nights that we had to like kind of sober up for and make sure we make and then 
they kind of gave me the lead to say, okay, cool. Where do we go with the club? Like you book it. Once I heard that, I already like, okay, I've been to Paris. So I've been to a lot of these clubs in Paris and they don't start till like one o'clock in the morning. They go to like 6 a.m. So I had a DJ buddy uh, named uh, Lucky, DJ Lucky from Paris. He's like always at all the hot spots in Paris. Um, I had hit, had hit him. Usually when I'm in Paris by myself, I go, I message him or just with friends. And, you know, he takes care of me. We do a little DJ booth vibe, you know. I just kind of see the experience. But this time I was like, yo, I'm in Paris, different situation. I need a table, best table. I need it close to you. Like I was like, I thought I was like running the show. And even when I got there, we I got there kind of like, you know, I'm already like turned up. So when I get to the club, I'm not like, usually I would be waiting. Security would tell me just wait to the side, wait for Lucky to get here. I'd be like, yeah, polite, Canadian, no problem. Now I was like, yo, where's my table? <laughs> I'm like screaming at the security like I'm a celebrity. Like it was a lot, but no, we had a great, great, great time that night. Uh, we partied till like six in the morning and like one by one, the group started getting smaller and smaller. And I, I just remember turning around and Dave and my boy uh, Tyrone T-Rex from Toronto, they were the only two ones with me that, and I looked at them and I said, boys, we're not leaving till the lights go. Yeah, man, it was a great, great night. I don't remember anything after that night, but yeah. No, we nights turned it Paris. up pretty hard. Six a.m. nights in Paris. I wanted. To, I think the club was. Uh, I think it was called Boom Boom, Boom Boom Room, or Boom Boom something Boom Boom. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, you you remember a lot more than I do. So uh, yeah, good times. I just remember like the way they'd party there, like the whole theatrics, they're like every hour is like a production, it's like Circus du Soleil, like in a nightclub. Every hour there's like something, a show, a different show where the whole club gets involved. Like the lights change and like it was nuts. Yeah, like, totally over the top experience. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. Matt, so you've been known to throw some massive birthday parties over the years. Uh, are you able to fill our listeners in on the 400 Club and some of the stories from these parties? Yeah, the, the 400, well, my birthday in general, it's always like, like, usually the highlight moments are summer in Toronto. So we get like, you know, our caravan weekend and all that stuff. But then like, because like, you know, the position I'm in, I treat my birth, I try to treat my birthdays with the same like impact. So it's in, but it's in the middle of fucking winter. So I try to give the same summer energy in December, you know, and get everybody excited. So I turn it into like weekends. I won't even just do like one night and goodbye. I'll do like a dinner the night before. I'll try to like squeeze three things into one. And there's a lot of like crazy party goers that are also Sagittarius as well. And, and a lot of like people in the industry that have birthdays around mine. So it ended up over the years, it turned into like this whole thing was like, if it's my birthday, it was like the city's birthday, you know? And like, I would. I had this event called the Four Hundred Club, and over the years, it just grew into something like that was just like a, a random holiday in December before Christmas. So the theme, the theme was just like high energy, big clubs, you know, like fur jackets and like big spending tables, and guys get a nice fancy hotel for the night, and just turn into the whole thing. Yeah, like. It was it was one it was like a music video. That's the energy I always try to have for that. Like I just wanted to be in a music. I wanted to be like Diddy in a music video back in the day. Like that was 
always Amazing. my energy for my birthday. So, and and so this has become a like annual event now that's grown yeah, massively. Yeah, 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 massively. Sweet. I like it because my thing was like just you know I don't I like to create. I do events, but I like to take the events and create a brand in the middle of it. So um, I came up with the theme for the event. And like, you know, I just explained the vision for the event. So it was like, every time I do an event, I want to make sure it like impacts. So it's like, you look forward to it the next year. It's like, is this, you know, is the 400 Club happening? The same way everyone looks at like festivals and stuff, you know? I always wanted to give these events like that same energy, not just like we partied and that was it. Like, whether it's like, you know, the recap videos, I would like have videographers turn it, turn it into a music video. I would have my photographers there going crazy and making sure like the next day, the pictures matched the energy of the party. You know what I mean? And we make sure like the shows, when I started this event, I remember um, in Toronto, we had uh, sparklers, just the like ones that you give a kid and run around with. And then like in America, they had the flamethrowers, the cake ones crazy ones i remember googling it and i'm like what is this like how do we get these at our parties so i went to a fireworks store and bought them like a whole box and i brought it to the club and i was like yo you guys know what these are and like literally we watched like had to like light them and like we had to do like test runs with these things but the the energy that day i gave off when it was like you know party time was crazy it was like you you had one, the next booth would get one, the next booth would get one. It would just turn into this whole like circus. And and this is in December. Yeah, December. My birthday's on the 15th of December. So it's that last last weekend before you go on your break. So it's like go all out. A good friend of mine and a uh, partner, Fresh, Jabril, he he owns uh, the Get Fresh store in um fashion 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 company in uh, Toronto. Um his birthday's like a day after mine. And there's another good friend of ours that's like a day after him. And then my other boy, Joey, he's like a day before me. And we're all like, you know, when it comes to going out, we're all always on the same energy. So we literally combined our like birthdays together. And 2019, we came up with the, um, we all like planned the whole theatrics and everything. So we hired a, a, a trump, trumpet player. And there was a there was a song that came out by Meek Mill and Fabulous, and the beginning of the song was like um, trumpet, like a trumpet sound, and then the beat drops right after the guy right after you hear the trumpet sample, the beat would drop. So we got a trumpet player, we found him. Like we had to like audition guys to like people were sending us videos of them playing the trumpet in their like houses. Found the best one. We had a girl that knew some costume theatrics store where she can get all this stuff so we put him in a like a drumming you know the what, is it, what do you call it the band yeah we put him in the whole band outfit and we had him like come 1 30 like we set it up like a production 1 30 he jumped on the stage the lights went on music stopped and he played that sound and the song was like a big song at the time so like everybody kind of was like wait a second you know, when you like, you hear a sample of a song and you're super familiar with it. Yeah. So he did it one more time and then he did it one more time and then everybody was like, oh shit. And then he did it again. And then the DJ like synced the song in at the same time. And then the beat dropped and fucking confetti and bottles started coming out. And it was nuts. Nuts. I have footage. If you want to see it. I'm coming to party with you. Yeah. One doubt. What? My birthday is yeah. like a holiday. I, I love that. I love December. I want to come. <laughs> I can't wait. Next December, right? 
2021. You know, summer, summer is obvious. You know, everyone's going to have fun this summer. But it's like, can you really show down in the winter is, is the real, what separates us. That separates us from the weeks in the summer. Exactly. <laughs> now, Matt, you brought up uh, Caravana Weekend. Uh, can you tell our listeners what goes down at this event? Caravana Weekend is one of the main reasons, I guess, Toronto, you know, kind of shined on its own and like that that light like you know we got a lot of we get a lot of visitors from different countries that weekend you know a lot of people from america a lot of people from different islands and stuff you know there's a big parade that happens but i've always been tied up in the the nightlife side of it so you know you have these concerts going on but at the same time i mean uh carnivals going on but at the same time at night you know it's like the nightlife takes over so and you're dealing with everybody from the city plus millions of people that, you know, came out just to enjoy this this weekend. So it just turns into a whole, like, every single club is jam-packed, wall-to-wall. And, you know, we came up with an opportunity around that weekend. Um, a bunch of us uh, came up with this this uh, event called Self Made. The first year we did it, we did it with uh, Tristan Thompson. We did his his draft party into the NBA. And that was like, you couldn't even like, you couldn't, whatever was going on inside was already nuts. And outside looked like another party. Like it was just great. I remember leaving the party and just crossing the street. I didn't really get the party. Like we ordered our bottles to the, the, the booth, left our friends in, in, the, in, the, in the, the club. Outside was so crazy. Cops were trying to shut it down. And wa- I walked across the street and just looking at everything like, wow. Like there was a good like, thousand people outside and the club was already and the club already probably fit like two thousand people so that was the birth of the event called self-made and we just we just did it like you know for the city from the city you know what i mean like it wasn't about like the celebrities that were there that weekend it was just about you know hometown like heroes and just celebrating toronto celebrating toronto talent And this is an annual event, happens every year. Annual event. And when, when does it take place? Uh, Caravan, usually the Sunday of Caravan weekend, so August. End of July, first week of August. Um, sometimes it's different, it, it changes, but it's usually end of July, like first weekend of August. Oh, okay. the, the, carno- the huge carnival that everybody comes down for, that's usually on the Saturday. From like afternoon oh. to all day, and then literally from like... Thursday, Friday, Saturday carnival, Saturday night you're partying, Sunday, and Drake does his uh, OVO Fest on the Monday. And that mm-hmm. happened like recently. So, not recently, but that tied okay. into the Caravana weekend. So, literally, it's Caravana, you have the festival, you have all these parties, all these celebrities, all these people from the States and different countries. And then you have this OVO concert, this beast on the Monday night. So literally, no one leaves Toronto till Tuesday because you have to go to OVO. I need to come for that. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an amazing weekend. Yeah, and I've been involved in Caravan like before. I was like even doing events. I was just like you know, a group up with my need friends to be part and of just it. go. Yeah, you get dressed and just go. Just experience oh. that. Yeah. I need to go. I was actually out in Toronto um, in 2015 to watch the Blue Jays play, uh, and I landed right after caravana weekend like literally the morning after the sunday party 
And I remember walking downtown and it looked like a bomb had gone off. Like there was garbage everywhere. Everywhere. And no people anymore. No, it was a ghost town. (laughs) And but like it looked like literally a storm had gone off the night before. If you're if you're there the last, like if you're checking out your hotel the last day, like before Drake started like OVO Fest. So like if you're if you wake up on a Tuesday downtown after all of that, it's like ghost town. Well, and I was staying at the Thompson, I think it was. So yeah, like, honestly, it was right yeah, right yeah. in the dead center. So everything around it was just insane. Yeah, no, that's an amazing, amazing weekend. It's like the highlight of it. that was that was even when I travel and go other places, you know, people would be like, Oh, I gotta come to Toronto for care about the weekend. So like I know it was like such a such a big thing. Not like not having it last year was like depressing. Like first year ever not happening, not being there you know what I mean like it was weird so I know you have a few stories from Vegas over the years but can you fill me in on Deco and Tiesto live at Hakkasan I just say that Vegas is the best it's the it's it's the best but it's like it's such like a I don't know it's like everything you want is there but at the same time it's like that's not good you know like it's like a kid in a candy store it's like yeah come in but like don't stay here too long like you know like and i would see vegas like online just all the time my first time going to vegas was like super late but i was still had the same energy as when i seen it when i was like 18 years old like oh my god vegas i gotta go i'm gonna go nuts you know so i try to have that same energy going into vegas but now i like i have more contacts like the network's a little bigger <laughs> like i can stay at a nice hotel now it's not the same right i didn't get to do like the cheesy trashy version of vegas and just wake up and not know what happened like we planned the whole we planned everything we text everybody ahead of time we knew exactly what we were getting to this time but um <laughs> yeah my i went it was um my girl's birthday was around in in, in august and a friend of mine's or is that no that was the second time I went first time I went it was a friend's birthday he was going and we decided to surprise him in Vegas so we go and um I already have I already planned I'm like I'm going to Vegas I know exactly who to hit everybody that told me hey when you're in Vegas let me know I sent all those text messages on my way it's just me and my boy and we're surprising him so he doesn't know we're coming right so we land check into the hotel um, we have this huge suite that obviously you never use. I kept telling my boy, let's just get a regular hotel. We're not going to be in the hotel. He's like, nah, we got to get the suite, yada, yada. So we're at the Palms. We get the suite. We check in. I get a text right away. He goes, uh, a friend of mine that works with um, my sister, his name's Tyler. He texts me and he goes, yo, um, you want to go to Hakkasan tonight? And I was like, duh. Like, we just got here. Of course we want to go to Hakkasan. It's like, 10 p.m. 11 p.m. 10 30 something like that and I looked at my boy and I'm like yo Hakkasan and he's like yeah who's there and a friend of mine he's a huge DJ now in that world uh Desco he was DJing at, at Hakkasan so he was like you know sure come by um but you got to be here before 12 and I said okay I told my boy I'm like yo just get dressed so we're like a part of us was like, yo, do we start texting our other friends? Like, yo, we're here, we're at the hotel, or do we just get dressed and go and then meet every? We know Vegas doesn't sleep, so we're like, we'll just go for a little bit and then go see our friends after. Oh, my gosh. We walked into, like, we got there 11.45, 
found the guy we're supposed to talk to. He brings us straight to the booth. My boy is literally DJing, getting everything warmed up. There's a girl in the booth. She's just surrounded by liquor. And she's like, whatever you guys want, drink. And like every five minutes, it was like three more girls came into the booth and the energy of the club just raised. It was like simultaneously the same thing happening. And um, my boy is going crazy. He's DJing. And we're like, all right, cool. We're in one of those clubs where it's like, you know, it's EDM. It's crazy. So we're like, you know, take the guard off. Just fuck it. Have fun. Drink. And we see Tiesto walk into the booth. And my boy gets off the DJ. Um, he gets from the DJ booth and he comes closer to us. And he's like, yo, you guys good? I'm like, yeah, of course. And he goes, so I'm like, yo, isn't that Tiesto? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, do we got to leave? He's like, no. Wait, we just stay here? <laughs> he's like, of course. And by this time, we're already like 60%, you know, intoxicated, ready to go, comfortable. And yeah, we literally was in the booth with Tiesto and, and Vegas at Hakkasan, three, four in the morning at this point. We had no other choice but to start showcasing this. So we start grabbing our phones, start snapping away, taking pictures and posting everything. Mind you, like I said, we didn't tell our friends we were in. Vegas. So imagine your friend opens up your your post and you're in fucking Vegas already at Hakkasan in a booth watching Tiesto fucking DJ. Not just in a booth, you're in the DJ booth. Now I've in I've been booth. in that I've been in that spaceship fucking DJ booth and I've had those experiences too that totally over the top. Like I've been up there with uh Tiesto, Calvin Harris, the chain smokers. Mm -hmm. Um and just what an experience it is up there. Those, those guys are first class, they treat you so well. Yeah. Um and, and it's just like being at home. It, it's so laid back and casual. Um and it's just that that club is just bumping. It just goes Insane. off over the Insane. top. So cool. So while we're talking about Vegas. Uh, you were also there for Travis Scott's Astroworld concert and yeah. part of a certain after party. I want to hear more about this after party and this whole thing there for that. Cool. So the Astroworld experience was probably like one of my uh, favorite musical journeys in a sense. Um, my sister, Wonder Girl, she's a producer. She's worked with Travis a lot. Um, we were out in Vegas, or not Vegas, we were out in Hawaii when Travis uh, did the whole Astroworld project. So that was like a work trip, you know. Um, everybody was there, they were recording in Hawaii, great time, house by the water, you know what I mean? Like that type of vibe. So like, I guess kind of hearing the music on like that level while they're working and understanding the music, understanding the energy of the music, uh, uh, seeing like the artists that were a part of it just hearing what they're saying you know what I mean like and it's all apart from this like whole like music camp that we're on at this moment but leaving that and you know fast forward Astroworld drops and the world hears it now and, you know I'm feeling the same energy that I felt when we were in Hawaii and he literally took you on this journey you know of this amusement park from where he was back home and he created this whole story and this whole narrative of like, you know, this amusement theme park type of vibe. And when he started going on tour, all the like 
the merch matched it, the design of the concert matched it. Like every day was a roller coaster in the concert, you know, like it was nuts. So it was one of my like dopest experiences just seeing music from the creation part to like the production part in the end and watching it tour the world, you know? So we went to a bunch of different shows, um, Toronto, I think we went to one in New York, um, but seeing it in Vegas was dope because um, we just got like the full, you know, experience from like entrance to like exit. So we there was a um, one of his A and R's showed us. He was like, "Yo, the show's gonna start in five minutes." So we're like, "Okay, cool. Let's go to our seats that they gave us tickets for." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. I'm gonna show you the best view." They're like way into the tour now, right? So he's like, "I'm gonna show you the best views from the show." from each moment in the show. So he's like, this is where you stand at the beginning to feel the vibe. This is where you stand when the roller coaster starts coming up. This is where you should be, you know what I mean? So we got like the full tour of a concert. Usually you just sit on your seat, right? And yeah, we got to see that, which was crazy. So we leave there, we're all hyped up. We went like, we went like backstage, chill for a little bit. And then they said, um, they're going to this club. And they didn't say who was DJing or nothing. So I thought we were just going out. And we go to the club and get to the booth. And Virgil is setting up his laptop and, you know, DJ equipment. I'm just like, shit, I forgot Virgil DJs. And I think this was right before he he got the deal with um, Louis Vuitton. So I'm still looking at him like Virgil, Off-White, Kanye, you know what I mean? Just legend in my eyes. And the guy starts DJing the party. And then fast forward, he turns into... Virgil Louis Vuitton so it was kind of dope to see that whole experience and actually witness I don't know if you DJ still but like you know seeing him DJ in his element because you can tell like he loves DJing like you can see it you know like watching him play it wasn't just for like the money I'm pretty sure he just wanted to do it that's awesome very 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 cool yeah (laughs) if you like what you're hearing Please don't forget to give us a rating and write a review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. It helps us out a ton and allows us to keep producing great content. While you're at it, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Last Call Confessions and give us a follow for all the up-to-date info on the podcast. Now, Matt, talk about uh, touring the world. Um, you've been a part of a ton of fucking crazy trips. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah. Uh, trips. Europe is definitely one of my favorite places to experience party. Um, had a couple of good times in different islands. We did a weekend out in Bahamas. Um, did Mexico a bunch of times. I just, like, I feel like everywhere I go, I, I have this, like, this thing in me that's like, yo, doesn't matter if you've never been here before, you're going to figure it out. You know, like, I went to Budapest one time, and I was like, all right, cool. We had, like, a couple, like, brand stuff that we were working on and stuff like that. But, like, as soon as that was over, I was like, all right, Matt, you got to turn into Matt Mogul. Like, let's go. Where are we going tonight? You know, so I like have this part of me that just snaps and it's like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get everybody set up and we're going to find the spots no matter where. Argent- I went to Argentina, you know, that's like a spot I've never even Googled before. Somehow we ended up in like a hip hop club. 
where like the cocktails were named after rappers. Like it was, it was just crazy. I've, I've got a good feeling you're going to have a cocktail named after you one day. Um, me, me and Fresh, we did a, we did a, during this lockdown over here, we, there was no club. So we just kind of activated in the, in the store. So we created this, we hired the DJ and then me and Fresh dropped some new, um, new season uh, clothes. Um, we had a bar going with Remy and we just made like literally individual like cocktails. So the, the bartender was giving them out. And then we also like, if you bought something, we pre-bottled it. So we put it in a, a pre-bottle, uh, like a little small thing. It was dope. Wrapped it, branded it. And we named one of them Mogul Minutes. And we gave them out to like people when they, you know, purchase something in the store, which was cool. Are you guys still currently doing that at the store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to turn. Okay, uh, not right one. now. Not right now, but that whole idea and theme that's going to like turn into something as well. You're tight with Fresh. Uh, yeah. He's your boy and he owns a store. So. Yeah, of course. Uh, Get Fresh is one of the foundations of like Toronto. Um, you know, it brought us all together. Uh, it's kind of like the the home court in a sense for us. The flagship store, you know, we rep it every year. We do a bunch of things out of the store. We do a bunch of things with the store. Um, one year during the Caravan weekend, we did a, a block party on Queen Street. It was the first professional block party I've ever been a part of and done. You know, usually they're like just random, just turns into a block party. But like we got, there was a, a license from one street to the next to literally, you know, build it out. We did a block party. Um, the news people were there. CP24 was there. Like it was, it was insane. And knowing that we were legally allowed to do this was amazing as well. And this is like outside of the parades and stuff we do. Um, but yeah, it was, it's like a, just a collective of, of all of us, you know, we, we, it's, it's obviously the, the heart of it is fashion, but it's also, um, it's also a unique, unique space of just, you know, bringing different creatives and just different minds together and being able to build out different things. Like I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have came up with the block party idea on my own. Right. So it's a good, like collective and brand to just be a part of, and we're able to like bounce ideas off each other and help each other with different things like you know and randomly our birthdays are a day apart so we get to look at each other and be like yo let's go crazy for our birthdays you know this year he was actually um able to join me I went to Cabo this year for my birthday and this is the first year we weren't able to celebrate together in the city for me especially I've never never like took a vacation on my I always do Toronto birthday weekend no matter what since I was like a teenager so not being able to do this not seeing my phone ring like crazy was like weird for me but you know he he joined me out in, in Cabo and we had a great time over there and um yeah that's definitely a big leader from the city and I'm happy to be rocking with him awesome now sticking with the travel theme uh, you're a hop, skip, and a jump to Miami from Toronto. Um, I know you've been out to the club set because I've, I've watched it. I've watched you live on your Instagram. Um, I've seen it. I've experienced it. Very cool. Want to tell us a little bit about your uh, experiences in Miami? We did a... I went to Miami. I have like weird random uh, situations in Miami where I'm just like, not in control and you know like for me I don't like it 
So not knowing what's going on or just being like shoved to the side or like, yo, you got to line up or no, you can't get in or this is the situation. I just, I don't know. I had a couple of weird moments in Miami. So there was a lot of things I wanted to do in Miami that like I didn't get to do because I was weirdly put in this situation. So when someone says, let's go to Miami, I'm not like hands. I know it's fun, but my hands not raised in the air because I know I'm like, ah, I've been through it, man. I don't know. The bank account didn't look good after my head. It was just all messed up. Like, let's just not do my head. But I got to experience Art Basel with, um, I went out there with a couple of friends of mine. Remy Martin was doing a couple of activations. Um, I believe at the time I wasn't, um, I don't really know my position at that time with Remy, but it was all, it's always been like family with everybody before I started like really working with them and activating with them and stuff like that. They've always just been family. And anytime I'm there, it's family. And anybody I'm with is family, you know? So I got to just go on that trip and just kind of see like a real activation, um, you know, somewhere else in the world outside of Toronto, which is cool. And um, I remember going to dinner with them and we went to, um, they said they had a table at, at Live. And people started saying like, oh, I'm tired. I'm like, tired? So I just was like staying quiet until I heard somebody say like, yeah, I'm going. Because I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going with him. So everybody was just, a couple of people bailed. And I was like, no, I'm not missing this. Like, like I remember taking an espresso martini or an espresso shot, probably both. And juicing myself up to whatever happens, happens. Fresh was with me too. We went to 11, first time in that little cool uh, bottom level booth area. Remy Martin's sign was on the wall. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I got the real live experience. And I remember Fresh saying like, yo, this is boring, bro. Let's go somewhere else. I'm like, what? What do you mean this is boring? This is a, we have everything we need here. Like, why would you want to leave? He's like, nah, 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 let's go somewhere else. He's like, you heard of 11? I said, yeah. He said, it's still open. Like, bro, it's four in the morning. He's like, yeah, it's still open. So me and him leave, and I did not want to leave. I'm like, I'm perfectly fine here. You know, like, you're just comfortable. Like, why would we leave here to go chance it somewhere else? Anyways, I end up following this guy. We get to 11, and I knew about 11, but, you know, when you hear about something and then you see it, it's like two different per, uh, perspectives. So knowing that I'm walking into a club at four in the morning and the club is like, looks like a fresh club, like it just started. And the people that were there were like, you know, like they just got dressed and they're on their way here. I was like, okay, get an 11, end up in uh, another friend of ours booth. And I remember just being in this club and like kind of zoning out and then looking at my phone and seeing like 7.30. And I was like, how am I still in the club? Like, and I'm not tired either. So I'm like, they're pumping oxygen in here. Like what's going on? And I was so confused. And like, we weren't even drinking, but we were just happy and people were talking and there was a whole club going on. I think somebody performed, there was like strippers. There was, there was bottle service. You can order food. My boy was getting a massage. It was like 17 different things happening in one night. That club is, is, is amazing. And I can't believe it's still open right now. And when we left, when we walked out of the club, there was girls jumping out of a cab in like heels, walking in. The sun is out. And I remember that night because Fresh looked at me and he's like, yo, you good? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. And he made sure I got in the cab. 
And when I got to my hotel, I did not plug my phone in. I just laid on the bed and I was out. And I was out for a while. It was to the point where people were looking for me and nobody knew which room I was in. So like there was like an amber alert for like a couple hours in my head. It was crazy. I'm just laughing, thinking about uh, right at the beginning when he said, you know, you you don't do the lineups and things like that. It's not that I don't it's, do the lineups. It's just, yeah, go, know, no, like, go ahead. I, I tried to like take charge there, like how I usually would everywhere else I go, but it just wasn't working. Like money, money talks, that's, money talks. That's Dave and I. In Miami. So don't try to go there thinking that, you know, you can smooth talk your way into that. Yeah. Not having it. And that's the thing is like, that's Dave and I are exactly the same way. And I get anxiety even being in a lineup. I'm just like, like there's got to be a way. way. Like, yeah. What's going on? yeah. And I think for me, the hardest part of this whole thing has been lining up for fucking everything now. Like going to the grocery store and you're in a 20 minute lineup and you're like, what the fuck? I don't wait that, in lines for like VIP clubs. That was like, like a, that was like a joke at the first part of this whole lockdown. I remember going, everybody I was with was like, wow, look at you waiting in line. How's it feel? And I was like, this is not funny. So like a part of me wanted to just like go to the guy, the security, like, yo, bro, come on, you know, put the side <laughs> with me for a second. <laughs> like, but like, this is the real world, bro. You can't do that. I do not do well with lineups and Austin knows that. And I, I've had that same experience where it's like, this all went down and I had to go to Home Depot and I, I had to wait in line at Home Depot and I'm like, can I grease this guy? Like, fuck, money <laughs> yeah, talks. Start, like, like, like start, can I do this? Start, like, you start Jesus, thinking crazy man. things. <laughs> you do. So you were also in Los Angeles for the All-Star Weekend in 2018, right? Yeah. What was the atmosphere like there? That, was, uh, that wasn't random. That one was planned. We did a whole build-out. Um, a friend, a friend of ours has a barbershop out in Atlanta called um, Gray's Matters. And he's originally from Toronto, moved out to L.A., opened up shop, you know, started getting into, like, the celebrity barber world. So he has an, a dope, like, very popular barbershop out there. And we, like, took it out, took it over, took it over, sorry. Um, did, like, a full build-out, like, redid the entire shop. It didn't even look like a barbershop anymore. It was, like, a... Like we just, we turned it into like a pop-up shop, but like really like redid the entire store. Like it was crazy. And um, we had a pop-up going the entire weekend, but it was just like a, a weird, um, uh, what's the word for it? Different moments of like finesse was happening over there. So like, there was like a moment back in Toronto where a friend of mine was like, he was doing suits and tailoring and he met this dude that works for uh, Ashton Martin and he didn't know until he delivered his jacket to him. Right. And this guy was like, Oh yeah, thanks. He gave him his card. And the, the card said Ashton Martin on it. So he was like, yo, you work for Ashton Martin? The guy was like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, that's dope. He's like, yeah, if you ever need anything, you know, let me know. And the conversation kept going and he told him that he was going out to LA for um all-star weekend so he's like yeah you know if you need anything in la let me know so he calls me and he's like yo this guy keeps saying let me know i don't know what that means I'm like just tell him you need a car or something in, a, in la see what he says so he does that and the guy's like yeah he puts him in like an email with the la ashton martin team and the guy literally like delivered a car to the whole we we're staying at the um every everybody that was a part of it or most of us were staying at the sls in um la and he delivered a car Ashton Martin, I don't even know what year. I know it was, it was crazy. It was huge. 
he delivered the car to the hotel, random guy, and he's showing us how to use the car, all the buttons, everything. And then he literally just gives us no paperwork. He just gives us the key and then he jumps in an Uber and leaves. And we're in the SLS lobby. You already know there's always a bunch of crazy cars in the lobby. We just got dropped off of Ashton Martin for the weekend. So we're just like, okay, it's Friday. Like <laughs> we just start. This is how we're starting the weekend. And then like we're at the SLS. It's perfect for the vibe. Everything just matched. And we had the pop-up down to so everybody we've seen in the in the SLS that weekend, we kind of directed them to the shop. Plus, we got we're in the Ashton Martin for every five minutes for no reason, driving down the block, just spinning around. Like we had nowhere to go. There's nowhere really to go. But like we were just driving this car. Like every time someone jumped out the car, they're like, yo, I gotta go to the grocery store real quick. Like, for what? <laughs> like, why you gotta go to the grocery store? But um, yeah, so that was dope. You know, the experience of it was dope. The pop-up was amazing. We got to bring a bunch of people. We had the whole, we had a bar set up. DJ booth in the bar, lounge. We had the um, pop-up for the clothes, games, everything, photographer. And that was like three days. So it was like being in LA, all-star weekend and having all these things, you know, surrounding us that weekend, we were able to like pull like through different people. I remember being in the um, elevator. I had to run upstairs, grab something from my room, ran back to the elevator, opened the elevator, pressed my button, looked up and I'm with Gary Vee. And like, I looked at him and I'm like, oh shit, you know, Gary, what's up? You know, big fan. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, lots going on in this hotel. I'm like, yeah, a lot. He's like, he's like, so tell me, what do you do? And I was like, oh shit, this is one of those moments where I got a pitch. <laughs> but I was able to like sum up everything. And I was lit too. I was able to sum up everything in like, you know, four seconds. And he was just looked at me and he goes, man, that's amazing. He's like, yo keep hustling bro and i was like wow elevator open i was like yo wait wait let's get a picture so i take a picture of gary reading walks away and then my friends are waiting for me because all i said was i gotta go grab something and come back so they're like bro what were you doing <laughs> and i'm like to be honest i don't know what's going on this weekend is amazing everything's just running it was like the smoothest smoothest all-star weekend i even it, we were at the pop-up a friend of mine janet was in the store and she was looking around, hanging out. She's from Toronto. She was hanging out with us in the store. And she looked at me and she goes, Matt, what are you doing tonight or later? And I was like, nothing, what's up? And then she's like, um, a friend of mine was supposed to meet me here, but I don't know where she is. I'm like, okay, so what are you doing? She's like, I have tickets to the, the dunk off. I'm like, you have tickets to the dunk? Mind you, I'm just there. We're just there for all, none of us had tickets. We're just there. We created our own moment, you know? Like, I'm like, you have tickets for the dunk off? She's like, yeah. She's like, you want to go? like yeah she's like well, just you walk out first and then i'm just gonna i'm like i didn't even say anything i literally walked out of the store while the pop-up was happening i didn't say bye to nobody didn't say anything i walked out of the store the next post people seen for me was from the arena and yeah we went to the clubs we had we had the clubs running that week it was it was a perfect perfect uh activated weekend from like start to finish i'm so jealous first off you literally did the elevator pitch in an elevator with Gary, literally which is pretty awesome literally i don't even remember what i said all i remember him staring at me doing a little head nod and going bro that's amazing keep hustling i'm like perfect whatever i said <laughs> sounded good i don't even remember what i said it's all you needed 
And then the Aston Martin, like that's incredible for me. That is my dream car since James Bond. So I'm like, I would feel like Bond ripping around in that thing. That's unreal. We, we definitely feel like Bond. We just want to take a minute to acknowledge all of our listeners from around the world. Currently, we have people listening from Canada, United States, Costa Rica, Australia, United Kingdom, Mexico, Belgium, Greece, Germany, Sweden, the Netherlands, and the United Arab Emirates. From all of us at Last Call Confessions, thank you for making us part of your day. Although the pandemic has definitely hit the event and party life, you still managed to have a little bit of fun throughout all this. Uh, what was this Atlanta Tastemakers weekend and what was it like in the middle of a pandemic? So a lot of us were doing events um, in the city throughout the year. Um, and, you know, everything kind of just got <clears throat> a lot of miscommunication with people. And, and uh, you know, we weren't really keeping in touch that much. And everyone was trying to figure out their own personal lives and stuff like that. So but just knowing that was like a big part that was taken away from us. And like, whether it was my event or your event, you know what I mean? I'd come support you, you come support me. So we'd always like kind of be on that same level. So not having that for like a year was a little weird. So um, uh, it got to the point where people were just saying, all right, I got to get out of here, you know? So uh, a couple of um, a couple of my guys that uh, do events here, there's a group of some, some guys I grew up with. They run a brand called North Division. Um, they have a lot of ties out in Atlanta. So they were in Atlanta, or one of them was in Atlanta. And he mentioned like, you know, I think we can put something together here. Like I know a couple club owners and different like lounges and stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm plugged in with. And he's like, you know, if you guys are down, let's just do like a, a trip to Atlanta. And I was like, perfect, because I can't have my birthday party here. So I don't know what to do with myself. So I literally tried to like just kind of piggyback on that idea. And then we literally just turned it into a situation where all of us came together and put this weekend together. Um, I came up with the branding um, as far as like the name Tastemakers and um, we just kind of themed it and branded it and it just turned it into like a little random weekend trip just for the city. You know, we didn't have enough time to like plan it out as best as we, as we wanted to but just seeing the energy from the city like you know they're so tired of lockdown like but we didn't even we we had a um the guy who who hooked us up with the clubs he gave us a, a hotel code a promo code and all we did was like have a link to that hotel code i think it was like 70 dollars a night at the hotel at San hotel so we all booked it there everyone that was a part of it we all booked our rooms there and when people were hitting us, they're like, yo, Atlanta? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And we were posting. We already had the event set up. And we turned it We turned it into, like, my freak, my early birthday weekend. So um, literally, like, day after day after day, people were just like, yo, we're really doing it? Like, we can leave Atlanta? You sure? Like, it's a thing? And I'm like, bro, the flight's 200 The hotel's $80. Figure it up. And we weren't keeping track with, like, who was booking flights and you know, obviously in the future, I would love to like do that more better, run it better, just have a whole, you know, aspect of every detail that's happening. But yeah, we had at least 50 people flying from Toronto and I didn't realize it until I got to the hotel and went into the lobby and I was like, oh shit, 
you're here like you're here you're here like and i was like wow like the whole hotel was like full of t- it was like that like back in the day when you would like go to a hotel with all your friends and you guys would all be on like one floor it was like that like, we're all on one floor like nobody's room was closed you can just walk into people's rooms and like that that moment i never did a like a trip like that before so seeing that and seeing the energy and the support just from the city people just coming out and just you know everyone's just kind of over the whole lockdown but this is prior to the um, new travel regulations so the only thing we had to worry about was quarantining when we got home so everyone was like yeah whatever i'll deal with that so everyone pulled up we had like and then going to atlanta you know like <laughs> atlanta is like i don't know they they figured COVID out months ago they're like already 10 steps ahead of us the only time I heard about a mask was jumping into an Uber. Like a random guy would just be like, hey, you know, you might put on your mask. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that. You know, but it's, it's definitely like a, a mecca for like just entertainment and, and and that world. And it was just, it was such a relief to go in a club after a whole year of nothing, you know, and just seeing that energy from like what we're used to, which was crazy. Man, I can't wait to go to a club again. It's yeah. been forever forever now i understand you've got some stories from the grammys this year as well yes right before i left so from that atlanta trip i ended up in cabo for my birthday for like a week or two i think it was almost two weeks and then from there i went to um la and i was just kind of situated with my sister out in la and yeah just trying to you know hold out as long as possible and see if things change back in the city when nothing was changing. So just kind of made LA home for the, the moment and, you know, got, got involved in a couple of things that were going over there. I, I, I LA is kind of like a second home for me. So um, I'm close to a lot of people in LA. I'm close to a lot of different things moving in LA. Um, I've been going there with my sister since she was like 16 years old. She's, 23 now so we've been going to LA back and forth mainly on music stuff but in between that just you know just everything so the network over there is obviously uh pretty strong throughout over the years and um a friend of mine um his name's Hattie he, he works with Remy as well um he does a bunch of activations on that side in, in LA and he was doing a celebration for Grammy weekend for Hit Boy. Hit Boy was nominated. He's a producer from uh, LA. He was nominated for three Grammys um, this year. One, he produced he produced an entire album with Nas. Um, he was nominated for a song with, with Big Sean. And I forgot the last one. But Remy was kind of like, you know, doing an event to just honor him for being from LA and being nominated, of course. My sister was obviously, uh, not obviously, my sister was also nominated for, actually, obviously, yeah. My sister was nominated as well for a, um, a song she produced on Givian's album, he's an R&B singer. So that was cool. She didn't win it this year, but hopefully next year we take it. And yeah, so we did this event for Hit Boy, rented a house, um, decked it all out. We had the Remy bar, DJ booth, all of that. An hour before the event starts, we hear that Hit Boy wins a Grammy. So we're like, oh, okay. And the Grammy was for his album he produced with Nas. It's called King's Disease. So 
in my head, I'm on like running around trying to help set up this event with them. And in my head, I'm just picturing the scenario. Nas has been nominated 17 times in his career. He's never won a Grammy. So imagine like the energy from like someone like that, you know, a legend in the game nominated every time, but like never actually won a Grammy. And he he hears like, I want a Grammy. So in my head, I'm just picturing him saying like, oh yeah, hey, we won, you know, to Hip Boy. And Hip Boy was like, yeah, we did win. And him like, so where are we celebrating? And then him saying, Hip Boy saying, uh, you know, I got this house going on with, with Remy or whatever. They set up this whole thing for me. And Nas saying, all right, fuck it, let's go. So Nas ends up pulling up to the event. The event started, it was from 7 to 12. Nas was there at 7.15 or 7.30. So I'm still out. I'm getting like uh, chasers and and frames for the, the the sign the sign you know like for the bar area and stuff like that and i get a text from my friend he's like yo where are you we need the stuff and i was like yeah i'm on my way bro relax and he's like no Nas is here i'm like what do you mean Nas is here and he's like they won that they won the grammy and i was like oh my gosh so it went from like just a small celebration you know just honoring you to like a grammy celebration and it was still like it wasn't a big thing it was friends and family you know so it was like just being in that that space with you know these two legends in the music industry and watching them celebrate their their grammy together you know with remy was amazing so what's next for you once things reopen and life gets a little back to normal and everything um hopefully soon yeah hopefully soon i keep giving myself dates i gotta stop doing that but I've been giving myself dates since last year, March. Like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, man. By June, we're good. Everything will be back. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Nothing's back. August, good. But um, no, uh, LA gave me, like, a different perspective as well, you know, just to, like, try to branch out and, you know, use the, the foundation that I built and, you know, try to, like, orchestrate different things around even Atlanta even going to Atlanta and be able to like you know host a party in Atlanta and and bring I've hosted parties like outside of Toronto like a lot of times but being able to like bring the city with me was was cool you know and like walk into a club with like 30 40 people all from Toronto and you know we're all like nobody's pushy we're super nice and security knows we're all not from there so they're like you know like that whole vibe was cool so definitely just trying to like plug plug more into the network that I have like outside of Toronto you know and outside of the restrictions and just seeing what I can build um until yeah we Toronto gets back on their feet and you know we have something it, it, it's hard to like really plan things here because you know there's there's you never know what's gonna happen even my birthday like last I'm gonna say January 2020 uh i literally planned out my entire year for the first time like not everything but like just what events i was doing like back to back like what summer looks like what our birthday looks like what venues we're going to be using like we literally like planned the whole thing and then march came boom no actually i was (laughs) after that meeting in in january i went to paris again for my boys fashion show during fashion week so i was like oh my gosh my friends in fashion week this is crazy I'm at a runway show for my boy. Like, I know this guy. We're here. This is amazing. We go to the club, all this stuff. We had a great time in Paris. Um, 
I went to uh, Mexico in March with my girl. Um, we did Tulum. So I was like, yo, this year is starting off. I already planned out the year. We did Paris in January. It's about to be amazing. And then like, boom. So I guess <laughs> you always have to like plan for things in life, but like just knowing, you know, where you can control certain situations and things like that. Just knowing this like little roller coaster we've been on. I'm like, I can't put too much planning into a Toronto's roller coaster because I don't know what's really, you know what I mean? Like I came home after four months from LA thinking like, okay, cool, let's get back to normal Toronto. And it's like, now I can't go into a store and buy an air fryer. So, cause it's not, it's considered non-essential, but I don't know. I'm like, you know what? You got to use this brain elsewhere. It's a crazy, crazy world out there right now, Matt. Um, yeah. Matt, um, and for all our listeners out there, listeners, when this world reopens and you guys want to travel, this is the guy that you want to hit up. He's the king. He's going to show you a great time. Um, for all of our Everywhere. listeners out there, uh, where can they find you, buddy? Where can they find you on, on your socials? Um you can find me on social at Matt Mogul, M-A-T-T-M-O-G-U-L. Um, you can hashtag Mogul Minutes. And that's like a hashtag that's a part of my brand, part of my lifestyle. And that will kind of show you, I guess, you know, where I've been and what I've done literally through that hashtag. And yeah, I end up I'm planning on turning that into something um, very soon just to kind of bring everything together and you know expand on this uh expand on a lot of these stories and just kind of have a house for you know like where this like lifestyle ends in and stuff like that because it's not going anywhere i thought really the pandemic was going to shut everything down for me but me being able to leave the city and go to another country and be able to you know be myself and still represent my brand and who i am I already know, like, you know, it's, there's no end to it. It's just obviously where I'm from is a little hiccup right now. We'll, we'll, we'll get past it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Last Call Confessions. It would mean the world to us if you could make sure to give us a rating and write a review on your favorite podcast streaming platform, as well as give our Instagram page, at Last Call Confession, a follow. If you're interested in becoming a guest on the podcast, make sure to send us a DM. From all of us to you, wherever you're listening, thank you for making Last Call Confessions part of your day.